anyways, Hannah's had a really powerful week this week. She is, has been wearing her red. I'm going to. I know that you guys probably don't know what that means, but red cap is her practicing not having her trach. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Next step is um, trach out. However, one thing they didn't tell, they didn't mention is it's going to be hard to convince the doctors to take it out. So if you guys ever think about praying for Hannah, that could be a prayer that you guys could add is that they would cause, God would cause the doctors to think so that Hannah can have, so they can align with his will for her life, that she would have her trach out at the time that he has ordained and, and written it. Um, you can see over here, Mr. Wade. Okay, well, Father, we just thank you for the offering. We ask that you bless it and sanctify it. I pray that uh, it be increased in your life, both spiritually, soulishly, and physically. And... Um, we just thank you that we can give to you in Jesus' name. Okay. <clears throat> if everybody would open their Bibles to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians chapter 5. Sweet. We have it up. Galatians 5, the Bible says, the title of the message, I sent Bree a text message of the title of the message, but the title of the message tonight is, Holy Spirit, I hunger for you. I hunger for you. The Bible says in, out of the New American Standard, the 1977 version, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Really quick, well, let me read the King James. I say then, walk in the Spirit. So watch this, walk by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. But the point is this, be immersed in the Spirit. Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And if you have a deep enough relationship with the Holy Spirit, Paul says, you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. You won't want to do the things of the flesh. You won't want to argue with your wife. You won't want to uh, not go to work. You will not want to do these things that the flesh says, do. Because the Spirit leads you. You're in or by the Spirit. So my first point is this. The moment you discover the personality and the reality of that personality of the Holy Spirit, your life 
will dramatically be transformed. The presence and the power of God being led by the Spirit, being touched by the Spirit, will dramatically come and start to make changes in your life that you cannot make changes. You cannot make these character changes. You can't make the changes by yourself. I remember when I first started to understand this, I'm, I was in Seattle, Washington, in my apartment, and I had just been having God encounters over and over again. And it was about two weeks into this God encounter that I was having that I, I went to take a shower in the morning. And in the morning, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit started visiting me in my shower, and I started shaking, and I started trembling. And I felt, for the first time, something leave me. The power on me, but something leave me. And when I went to light up my Marlboro, it felt like it was the first time I ever smoked. The smoke was bad. It burned my eyes. Even the taste of the cigarette was horrible. And I had an extraordinary dislike and cough when I inhaled. And I instantly decided, this is horrible. And I threw it away and never had a desire for smoking cigarettes again. Same thing when I sat down to, when I was kind of getting used to being led by the Spirit and, and having fellowship with the Spirit. And, and it was that time where, I, I, you know, it was just he and I that I, I got a little lonely in the flesh, and the flesh got a little lonely. And so I did what I normally would do in the flesh, because I'm a baby Christian. I'm just a few weeks into the kingdom. I decided to go down and have a, ha, go down to the bar and, and grab a beer and see if I ha, could see any of my friends. And I ordered a I ordered a beer, and the lady came over and set down the king of beers. And I took the king of beers, and I sipped it. And the king of heaven made it taste like it was poison. And I spit it out. And then I got convicted of the atmosphere of the bar. And I said, what am I doing in this place? This is filthy. And I got up, and I left. Is the last time I ever went to a bar. I was learning to walk by the Spirit. I was, I was having supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit to train my spirit to be obedient to the Holy Spirit so that it affected even my carnal nature by the decisions that I would make. The word walk here is from the Greek word, which means literally to walk about. But when used in connotation like this, it refers to the act of conducting oneself. 
Do you see what I was, I just gave a great example because my conduct of, of smoking and drinking and doing these things like sexual immorality and all these things was not in concert or not conducting myself like he wanted me to conduct myself. And so these things that started to pull on me, the Holy Spirit would start to give me dislike towards. Because I was being led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit. Here's my point. The more time you spend in the presence of God, and the more you start to feel the presence of God on your life, you will be different. You will make decisions differently. It means ordering one's manner of life or behavior. So my, I entitled my message, I have, I have a challenge for you tonight. Every day from this day forward, from the, time you, from the time that you wake up, I would like for you before you put on your house slippers to say this, Holy Spirit, I'm hungry for you today. I'm hungry. Oh, feel that? Whoa. I'm hungry for you today. Once we begin to know and love this beautiful person, the Holy Spirit. See, it's one thing it's one thing to spend time in the presence and to get to know him, but it's another thing to fall in love with him. Because love is the actual ingredient that changes you. It changes you. You love someone like I love my wife. And if my wife asks me to change, I will try to change. It may take a little while for me to change, but because I love her, I'll make the, I'll make the correction. I'll make the adjustment. Because you will learn to depend on his strength. When Hannah was in the hospital, I can tell you where my strength came from. It came from the presence of God. Knowing that how could some, there was something, it was something inside of me and my character engrafted by the Holy Spirit that would not give up in the face of continual negativity. So your strength will come from him. Your prayer life will come from him. The way you read your Bible will come from him. The way you treat people will come from him. Everything will come from him. Your relationship, the minute you begin to abide in the presence, you have now set your life on a course 
with the Holy Spirit. A continual daily practice of spending time in the presence is what changes you. Now, whoever has a knee problem in here, I wish you would just get healed right now. That's you? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's just receive it. The Holy Spirit needs people he can trust. He needs somebody. He needs to be able to trust you. What does that mean? Let me explain that for just a second. That means I'm willing to do what I feel, hear, see, or read to do. I don't walk around this church and just jack with you. I'm stirring you up, fueling your presence, trying to, go you, trying to get you to go deeper into the presence and the power of God. Because when conflict comes, when, when, when hardship comes, when, when there is difficulties, like in the world today, right now in the world today, Gas prices are $5 a gallon, four-something for regular. Everything is gone completely out of just, it's, it's, to me, it's insanity. It's, it's just craziness. We don't, all I know is I felt the spirit of the age December 15th, I was standing in that San Francisco airport waiting to get to return to Dallas, Texas after watching that game. And I could feel the spirit of this world. And I'm going, oh my goodness, are we getting ready for the end times? Get ready. The Bible says there will be food shortages. It's happening. It's happening. Don't you believe it. Don't you believe one bit that this war going on with Russia is driving gas prices. That's insanity. Anybody believes that is a fool. Because they've been duped. Here's what I don't like when I'm feeling. What I don't like, what I'm feeling, is we're beginning to see Russia's move that has been predicted by the prophets. Am I saying that it's the end times? No, I'm not. I'm just saying what's going to happen, how far they go, will be an indicator on how close we are to the return of Jesus. Because we know there's an army coming from Russia that's going to march on Jerusalem. We know that. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Watch out. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I feel it in my spirit. I feel this stuff in my spirit. And I'm going, 
My gosh, who is catching this in the world today? I know it's true. However far they go is only a sign that something greater is coming. So get ready. What has surprised me is China hasn't made their move. That I'm still shocked about this. I've been expecting China to go after Taiwan. They're already building ma major bases. Now I'm getting completely off topic here, but. But if you're led by the Spirit, you'll start to feel the Spirit of the, you'll start to feel the closing of the time. Just spend two or three, two or three hours a day in the presence and you will, you will feel this stuff after a while. You'll feel it. You'll know who's going to be elected president of the United States. I kept telling all these Christians, you guys have lost it. Biden's going to be elected. You know, same thing with the same thing with Obama. Obama's going to be elected. You know, you can, you can feel it. When everybody said, "Oh no, that's not going to happen." Sometimes being in the church is tough on a Christian. Because you go against what the church wants and not what the Spirit is saying. Ah. You see what I'm saying? He wants to come to you in power. He wants to touch you powerfully and he wants you to touch other people powerfully. But to do this, he needs people that are sensitive to who he is. To respond. I need to be aware. Very first thing, just, I don't know how it works with you, but I'm going to give it how it works for me. The very first thing I know something's up is the Spirit of the Lord will come upon me and I'll feel his presence all over me. And then I'll start to go. Turning on my spidey senses, my Holy Spirit senses, saying, okay, go over and wreck Hannah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Double it. And so. I go over, and once I go over, then I do whatever I'm feeling led to do. It's not that hard, church. I think there's a lot of people in this room that can take a risk and watch it happen. The essence of the Christian life is to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So the essence of the Christian life. Jesus told the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem. Do not leave this upper room until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Once he comes upon you, then you're free to go out. But don't leave any. Don't leave without him.
That is, a, that is a scripture that tells us that we can do nothing in our Christian life without the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. What Galatians 5.16 is talking about is communion. You know what really, you know what communion is? Communion is fellowship. But it really means, to me, it means to be completely, to live in harmony. That's the goal of my life. The goal of my life is to live in harmony with the Holy Spirit. To live in harmony with him. That means to walk with him. What is, what is it? Is it um, Amos, Amos 3 and 3, Amos 3 and 2? How can two walk together unless they agree? Be in harmony. That agreement means to be in harmony with. Can you imagine going down to the Dallas Symphony and listening to somebody that is completely a rookie in the middle of these, these, I, I, I don't, I don't even have a word for it, but these, these, yeah, seasoned or professional musicians. And then you have somebody that just is still learning the, the notes on the, on the, you would hear that. Oh, come on. You would hear all that. All, 99% of them are playing professionally. Then you got the one that's not. And guess who you hear the most? You hear that. Sometimes that's what a lot of people hear about us. Communion is to come into a common faith with God. Common faith. <clears throat> you know, to do things God's way, let me just say that. If I'm going to have God-like faith, I am going to do it the way God wants me to do it. And I'm going to walk out whatever is in front of me by faith. By faith. God's sphere is his presence, even though he is the creator of all, owns all, is everywhere. He's everywhere. But he has a presence. He has a sphere that he deals with us personally with. Oh, come on. And you know what? We call it the king's domain. When you're feeling the presence of God, you have entered in to the king's domain. And whatever the king has can come to you. Now, if I was sitting in that chair, I think I'd have stood up and said, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Drench me. See, the Holy Spirit desires to transform the believer, to transform through his presence, through prayer, through the word, 
through supernatural ministry. Here's one I didn't put on the list. How about this? How about the believer sitting next to you, to the right or left of you? See, we are to seek that fresh awakening every day, every day. Now, I do have to tell you one thing before I end the message because I'm almost done. Is this. In that hospital and through this trial of a year and eight months, two years in about five days actually is the real time, thank you. When all this started in my life, I felt like I was high on the mountaintop and climbing. I thought I was going through elevation changes. But after, 20, after 22 or three months, I felt like I've kind of dropped out of where I was in my relationship because I had other prior commitments. I couldn't spend the time that I needed to because my daughter needed me. And here's my point. I did what I, did what I had to do, what I was expected of God to do was to take care of the child he gave me. But I told my wife today, I said, I'm going back and I'm renewing. And so what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm opening the doors to those things that took me there again. And even though these are old paths, these were paths of ascension. So I'm talking to you about today. So in Philippians 18, for 1, 18 and 19, we rejoice, yes, and I will rejoice. For I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit. Paul's in a dungeon. He's locked up. All he has is the Spirit of the living God. But he says, I know that if you put certain prayers into action, if you do, if you pray the way I taught you to pray, I know it will turn out for my deliverance. I know that there's a few people in this church here today that have gone through and had breakthrough in trials just weeks, less than six weeks. Fresh. They're fresh in these people's lives. But they, they had to walk out that salvation that God had planned that he was going to put things in order for them. They did it by faith. They did it by the trust in the presence and the power of God. You might not have been shaking and trembling and all these different things. But what was in you was ready for that test. Oh, come on. So, provision is to make available whatever is necessary to help or supply the needs of someone. 
It's what he's there for. It's what he's there for. To provide for you the support, to supply the needs of, provision and support. Conclusion. There is no substitute for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There isn't. You will never read the Bible the way you should. You will never pray the way you should. You will never live the Christian life the way you should. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, who? Whoa. Some of you need to get wrecked in this place tonight. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray whatever. If you've never experienced the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, I want you to take a bold stand right now and stand up. Those that want to be wrecked, stand up. Should have been every single one of you. Should have been every single one of you. Mm. I just see favor on you, Wes. Just the favor of God on you. I'm going to even really take a risk and just say he's really happy the way you've handled your life this last whatever it was. The way you handled things. Favor of God. Amen. Amen. How's mama's eyes? They're healed. Hallelujah. Oh. Does anybody have any type of lung condition right now? I know that's an easy one for you. I want to pray for you. Come here, Hannah. Oh, watch her. Watch her. Uh, mommy's, mom, yeah. Mom will be the only one that catches you, okay? Oh, Jesus. Lord. Oh, Touch Hannah right now, God, in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you heal that lung. Heal those lungs in the mighty name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus, it's the blood. Blood, where the blood doesn't flow, let the blood flow. By the blood. Ha. Ho. Shanda bababa hasate. Herodabaso. Uh, uh, ho, ho. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to happen. I was walking over there and go, travail it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the fire.